Would you know what hate looks like if you saw or heard it? I think most of us think, yeah, for sure. I mean, often you, uh, you see a swastika, you know what that is, or you see a, a burning flag of a country, you, you know what that is. That's all the, the easy stuff to see. The more difficult hate to spot is, is the very nuanced hate, and there's a lot of it. And I, I, I could point to maybe what we're seeing in the protests now, uh, when you hear the chant, from the river to the sea. I mean, it sounds harmless, and those who do it say, no, 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 that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Palestinian people being able to live freely. No, that's not what it is. It's a call from Hamas's charter to extinguish all Jews, you know, dismantling the Jewish state. So when they're saying from the river to the sea, they don't expect uh, Jews to be there. They're, they want them in the ocean where they'll push their heads under. Like they, They're not going to the ocean for a swim. But given the surge in hate that we have seen, Toronto police uh, will be bringing the media in today for a technical briefing, and I guess they'll be working with the hate crimes unit, and they're going to work to help the media spot the hate that they may not be seeing out in the open. I think it's an interesting, uh, I think it's an interesting certainly uh, turn. I want to bring Dr. Barbara Perry into the conversation, criminologist, criminologist, and director of Ontario Tech University's Center on Hate, Bias, and Extremism. Good to have you, Doctor. Good morning, Alex. We hear so much about far-right, uh, you know, crime and hate and all that stuff. Now we're looking at something else. Um, how difficult is it to, to teach about hate? I know that's a silly question, but I think it's a lot harder than, than people understand. Well, it depends on the audience uh, right. how hard it is to, uh, to teach about hate. Uh, you know, for my students, they come to the class. They want, to, they want to understand, but I think for a large proportion of the population, uh, you know, we continue to deny that hate is a problem in the Canadian context. So I think ears are closed, so it's hard to get people uh, to the table to, to listen to that conversation and to learn about exactly the sorts of nuances that you're talking about, uh, you know, what constitutes hate, where the, where the boundaries, where the borders might be. Um, from a legal perspective, but I think even from, you know, a moral perspective in terms of the harm, because I like to talk about, you know, especially in terms of the language, Mm-hmm. dangerous speech not just hate speech but dangerous speech what's the difference you know what i mean like what is the difference when um you know you could be saying something in a chant that might not sound uh like it's a motivation but how, how do you spot the difference well th- th- and that's where i say you know we want to talk about dangerous speech i think you know it's the same thing as hate speech but i think it, it actually resonates more uh it's speech that has the potential to vilify to demonize uh, particular groups uh, but also that it might have the, the, the potential to um, incite violence or provoke violence against a, a particular community. So what are you seeing now that raises eyebrows? Oh, my gosh, the spikes that we're seeing. Have your eyebrows and, you eyebrows come know, down seeing, yet? <laughs> Sorry, that's no, a question. No, I don't I think ask. they will for some time yet. Right. Or, or maybe, sadly, maybe yeah. they will, right? We, we become so desensitized to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, wherever you look, we're seeing reported spikes, whether we're talking about law enforcement, whether we're talking about, you know, uh, civil society organizations, we're seeing dramatic spikes in uh, anti-Semitic, anti-Muslim, anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab uh, uh, crimes, anti-Israeli uh, as well. So uh, it's it's just remarkable. I mean, you know, people are talking about increases in, you know, the 300s, in some cases, the thousands. Uh, you know, thousand times increase in uh, reported hate crimes relative to the same time last year. Uh, and if we're talking about online hate speech, I think it's almost unquantifiable. Mm-hmm. It's just so, uh, so widely spread that <laughs> you lose count, even with machine learning, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just absolutely 
um, terrifying. And I, you know, to be a member of that community, I just, I, I can, I, I, I would say. I can only imagine, but I can't even yeah, uh, imagine how terrifying that must be. Yeah, no, there's very, very real um, a fear, and there's a real fear of mm-hmm. normalization of it, right? Where we haven't had leadership coming out and absolutely yeah. saying, we will not accept this. And I think yeah. it's now been four weeks where we've been seeing it, and the fear I have, and I think many others do, is that we normalize this, right? We give it a acceptance wherever it's coming from. Yeah, it becomes it just becomes background noise because it's so consistent uh, and so prevalent. I, I think you know I want to sort of push back a little bit because well a little bit uh, because BC yesterday the Office of Human Rights uh, announced uh, they haven't given much in the way of details but uh, an initiative to really address um, hate and anti-Semitism uh, Islamophobia in this current context. Now, as I said, you know there's not much. Uh, concrete detail there, uh, but at least it is a signal that there is a willingness to act there. It's not something we've seen from other provinces, not something we've really seen from the federal government either. Yeah, no, I mean, in, in the EU, places like France, uh, I know, is one place, um, but other European, I think I think Germany is doing this, but they're going as far as saying, look, if you, if you go to these protests and you spew hate and you're on a visitor visa or you're not a, a citizen or a permanent resident, you're gone. I don't think wow. we could yeah. ever see that here. No. Um, but but they want to send a message. Uh, you know, we're we're not nearly as far gone um, as they as the as Europe is. But how do mm-hmm. how do you contain this? And what would you be telling the media? Uh, well, first of all, I think it's just a, a really unusual step for uh, Toronto Police Service to be uh, you know sort of hosting this kind of dialogue. And and I think that's a really interesting approach. Uh, and uh, you know, there's probably not much more I would say different than than what they're going to say, except that. You know, we do have to be careful of the nuances and we do have to be careful, um, you know, not to conflate, you know, hatred of a, a, you know, a sort of political representative, Mm -hmm. if Hamas even can be considered a political uh, party, terrorist group. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But but same, you know, same with the state of Israel. We can't conflate criticism of the state of Israel with a hatred of Jews. Uh, so, you know, I think that that is something that that we're carefully, you know, we're, we're very careful. Uh, but this about... is the, the, this is the, the, the challenge because Middle yeah. Eastern issues are so, so complicated. Right. It's not a five minute yeah. uh, or, yeah. or even a 10 second soundbite. And, and that's the difficulty. Yeah. Everyone has an opinion, regardless of whether they're informed or not. So I think that, you know, before you before you speak out, I think you need to educate yourself. Uh, right. And to to learn a little bit more uh, about this history and, and make an informed decision. You know, I, I, again, I don't this idea of having to pick a side, I think, is one of the things that's creating the polarization sure. and the and the, da- the damer, danger and the damage right now uh, that, uh, you know, you it's impossible to take a middle ground. You know, you're you're for one or you're for the other. Um, so I think that that is is really problematic. I think you know, for me, uh, we need also to consider what are the impacts on the ground, right? How do we how do we have a, a conversation about human rights that you know doesn't force us to say you know one side is is acting honorably, the other is not. So then, have you have you heard uh, of the media working with, let's say, the hate crimes unit before? And, and what would the education look like? Like I know that. You have to keep an eye. I've covered a lot of, like, let's say the Al-Quds rally, those things. So I know what I'm looking for. I, I go to see the Hamas flag, whatever flag may be, ter- like a terror flag, Taliban, whatever. Those things you keep an eye on. But what else would they be looking for or, or teaching or saying, here's what you need to, to watch for? 
Yeah, well, I suspect it would be very much like, you know, the, the sort of training that they would give their their colleagues. Uh, you know, how, what what are some of the what are some of the signifiers? Um, you know, they will talk about what are some of the catchphrases, uh, if you will, that, that we're hearing on, you know, coming from both directions. Um, they'll talk about some of those symbols. And that's very common. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially when we're talking about this sort of I won't say organized hate necessarily, but where there is a movement uh, that uh, is somehow effect, or somehow involved there, uh, that there are symbols that are, are associated. And there's also sort of, you know, desecration uh, of symbols of, you know, the, the affected communities as well. That uh, is something else to watch for. Just quickly before I let you go, because we always talk about the far right, far right, far right. And now we're dealing with a completely different picture, which I think people are thrown by. And I always say it's on both the extremes. So what would the far right, what would the well, extremes be doing extreme. right now? Are they just sitting back or are they, or are they busy in the dark web? It's it's across the spectrum. And what's interesting, what we're seeing from the far right is that, you know, they're sort of cheering this as a win-win. You know, there, in fact, there was a, uh, I'm trying to remember which platform it was on, I think it was on on X rather, Um, you know, two separate calls. One, to rally around, uh, you know, rally around the Jews and support them. Uh, And the other was rally around, you know, Muslims, uh, you know, in in their their battle against the Jews, that sort of thing. Exact same message. They just, you know, flip the the target, if you will, and the the perpetrator, Um, which shows that, you know, they're quite happy to see each side destroy the other. Uh, because both Muslims and and Jews are you know sort of their their enemies the the greatest threats that they understand, um, so the far right is really interesting here. But as I say, it, you know the far left is very much in, engaged here as well, and across the spectrum, right? Mm, you don't yeah. have to be yeah politicized uh, to be taking a, a side in this. What a time! What a time! At it, doctor, it, it, <laughs> yes, we'll have you yeah. on again. Unfortunately, yeah, sadly, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye. Dr. Barbara Perry. And yeah, it is a situation and it's not going to go away anytime soon because tensions are going to stay high for a long time.